Welcome to Alert Me Podcast, episode number two. I am Eric, uh, the self-appointed, quote-unquote, revered leader of the TV Geek Army. Alert Me Podcast is a new venture of ours that's tied to some exciting stuff that we have coming ahead, and we will be getting into that over time. Um, So let me quickly wrap again on on what Alert Me Podcast is all about. It's about what's new and hot in TV. And so we wanted to get up on the the interwebs and the interweb airways, so to speak, uh, with the fall TV season coming up. But this episode, our very second episode, I suppose, uh, we have to talk about Breaking Bad, the final episode of 2012 and sort of the conclusion of a uh, eight-episode run uh, with the final eight episodes coming in 2013. So Breaking Bad fans out there, uh, such as myself, we have, you have, and we have um, a long way to head, but but a lot to talk about there. Um, so a little bit more on the Alert Me uh, podcast and what we're, we are doing. Uh, new and hot TV, of course, it's certainly an experiment. And one of the ways we're experimenting is by breaking out topics into specific um, uh, podcast episodes. So we're going to sort of try to go short and sweet, um, hopefully emphasis on the sweet if we don't end up going short. And we'll have fun things coming up in terms of interviews, bringing in some of the other folks that we have on board with us at TV Geek Army and other uh, friends and contacts out in the world as well. So uh, a lot to look forward to. Now, let me also mention that we have an email address. This is <laughs> this is exciting. Alertmepodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is alertmepodcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Uh, tell us what you think, what you like, what you don't like, and feel free to tell a friend. And you can always track us down at tvgeekarmy.com as well. Okay, onward and upward to Breaking Bad. So first of all, let me let me talk about the visuals uh, in this episode, which are always gorgeous on Breaking Bad. I'm 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 pretty blown away by the visuals that, and I'm talking just the pure direction, cinematography, what have you, on AMC shows in general. But Breaking Bad has just been upping its game season after season, and um, in this episode. Uh, was was particularly stunning. Everything, it, it, and I started thinking about this specifically when we saw Walt and Skyler in the storage locker in the scene uh, leading up to where they open up um, this sort of secret storage locker that Skyler's been been hiding out, increasing piles of cash. Uh, what I think our writer, our stellar writer Lucas High on TV Geek Army refers to as a a dance floor pile of cash that they end up looking at. And just just the visuals, the starkness of it, um, there's almost a Kubrick quality leading up to this this just amazing monolith <laughs> pile of cash uh, that one could literally have a dance uh, you know, uh, uh, floor underneath them to, to get their dance on. Uh, in that scene, but but just throughout the episode, uh, other examples include lots of shots of the back of Walt's head, which any fan of Mad Men will relate to a little bit, and all the shots of Don Draper from behind. But Breaking Bad also makes pretty good use of that uh, kind of shot as well. Then um, you know, amongst the many um, amazing montages that we've seen throughout Breaking Bad's history, there's the and, and of course this is all super spoiler alert. Uh, from from here on out, anytime we're talking about a TV show, TV episode, 
Ass we are assuming you have watched it. So if you have not watched it, turn this off, come back when you have, or just listen through and then don't get all mad when we spoil things for you. Okay, uh, enough on that topic. But uh, back to uh, the montage. In this um, episode that featured the uh, getting got, so to speak, of uh, Mike's nine guys who are, who are in prison. Mike is now uh, gone bye-bye at the end of last uh, the, the previous episode. So bye-bye, Mike, unfortunately, after a great run from uh, Mr. Airman Trout, I believe his last name is. Um, I, I was thinking in this montage, though, of the nine dudes in prison who are getting taken out by some kind of Aryan Brotherhood-style gang that is associated with um, with with Todd on the outside. Todd be, being played by Jesse Plemons of uh, Friday Night Lights fame. And on the show, Todd's uncle is associated with all these guys who are in some kind of, uh, you know, Aryan, classic Aryan-style gang. Uh, that has lots of dudes inside and outside the prison system in, in uh, New Mexico, in this case. <laughs> Good times. So, anyway, this montage was really spectacularly done in the sense that the way it was shot was undercut with um, sort of a heightened style. Well, a, cer a certain stylized sense, I, I suppose I'm looking for here. Um, and I really tried to think about while I was watching this montage how it would have gone down on a show like Oz, which is, of course, HBO's um, famous show that, that was all about prison life. And it was super dark and, and quite depressing at times, it, it, although always engaging and super interesting show. If you have HBO Go, go back and watch watch some Oz when you get a chance. It's, it's a, Well, I don't know if it's a good time, but it's an interesting time. So I thought about how Oz would do it and how dark and just unsettling you know the taking out the murder of nine guys in a prison would be just merely for you know sort of a paid for hire here's some cash take out these guys but the way that breaking bad did it with with wonderful semi or ironic music in the backdrop and just the stylized nature of, of almost well they're all taken out with sort of homemade you know prison style shivs i suppose you'd say um but and and it reminded me a little bit, too, of another HBO show, just come to think of it, called Rome, uh, where you have the famous murder of Julius Caesar and just the way that a group of, um, you know, Caesar, or in this case, <laughs> prisoners, uh, you know, uh, peers, surrounded um, the the murder victims and just, you know, would, took him out in very rapid succession with, with a bunch of <laughs> shivs in this case. Uh, to various parts of themselves, but but just in watching it, it it really just had a wonderful way of making it interesting and stylized, and not r just focusing on the pure horror of, of that um, uh, action, which of course it is horrible. But Breaking Bad does does an exceptional job throughout of taking these horrible acts and these. Um, you know, characters who are horrible in many ways and making them interesting and compelling and, um, you know, sort of subversively making you root for them in many cases. Although uh, our rooting for Walt is, um, you know, uh, been diminished and, and uh, I, I would argue deliberately diminished by design throughout this final season, particularly uh, because we're seeing the, the final evil uh, creature that is Walter White kind of emerging. Uh, though, you know, of course, in this episode, we saw really 
amazing uh, turn of events leading up to the conclusion of the episode. And um, I'll, I'll get to that in a few minutes, but I, I just want to kind of wrap up on, on, on that visual piece and then segue into the music, which again, throughout Breaking Bad's run has been exceptional. And it, it is incredible that this great song called Crystal Blue Persuasion by Tommy James and the Shondells was held out until this episode and yet another montage um, and we've seen a series of montages throughout Breaking Bad involving the um, the, the cooking and the production uh, of uh, methamphetamines and, and just the, the incredible way that this, you know, this terrible drug that, um, you know, is a, um, how do we pronounce it, scourge? scourge? <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a writer than a speaker. I, I, I said that in the introduction episode, um, but... You know, I, I'm sort of experimenting in this new medium, so please uh, stick with me there so I can write the word scourge, <laughs> but uh, working on pronouncing it. So, you know, this drug is a terrible, you know, plight on, on many communities, obviously, but the way in which the production and manufacture of it is is um, filmed in such a beautiful style uh, and, and that that is so absorbing and, and fascinating in looking at how the different pieces come together in the various ways that we've seen the drug manufactured throughout Breaking Bad's run. And now, of course, uh, we, we see it in this new form, this season where uh, these these homes that are be ostensibly being, you know, tented for termite removal or insect, you know, bug bombing. Uh, you have this mini meth lab being inserted into these homes uh, and, and all this uh, equipment, you know, meticulously uh, formatted and, and placed within, you know, w with, within the larger home where these people think that their homes are being uh, bug bomb is just so fascinating. So, so in this episode, of course, we get this song, Crystal Blue Persuasion, played over that montage. And again, just another piece of perfection within, within the greater scheme. Let's go to the end of the episode, shall we? And, um, you know, we, we've had this uh, this reveal. Well, you know, I, I think you would call it a re reveal, really, which is Hank's... Hank now knows that Walter White is, um, you know, directly tied to this drug conspiracy, this drug mastermind uh, called Heisenberg, and maybe hasn't quite connected the dots that Walter White equals Heisenberg, but he's almost just about there, coming from, um, you know, uh, an innocent bathroom visit in the Walter White home at the end of the episode. So setting that up, we get a scene where Walt has decided to, you know, uh, retire, or at least he tells Skyler that he's willing to retire, which is a huge thing to note, simply because uh, he had been going down the rabbit hole of this, you know, Scarface-like, um, uh, you know, path for himself throughout the season and for multiple seasons, you know, throwing anyone in the way uh, by the wayside, throwing, throwing anyone and everything under the bus to, to, to reach that goal. And but it, it seems as though at least that his visit to the dance hall pile of cash with Skyler finally brought him around to the fact that, hey, we have or he has uh, more money than could be possibly spent in any multiple of lifetimes. And, um, you know, that that visual uh, seems to have brought him or at least we think to the point of saying hey you know enough is enough I want to get out try to find some level of uh, reconciliation with my family 
and you know kind of try to live the good life now one could wonder why Walt then made that decision in that moment to retire after all we've seen him do to refuse to retire against you know any number of increasing um uh, things that would you know cause him to <laughs> want to protect himself protect his family protect his future what there is of it and not retire alan seppenwall over at, at hit fix.com has an interesting theory there because we do see Walt in this episode go in for um, what looks like an MRI or, or CAT scan or something having to do with the uh, lung cancer that has been in you know some level of remission for uh, a period of time during the show and of, of course let's remember that the entire story time length of this show is is pretty compressed relative to how many years the show has been in, on the air in in real life uh so in this episode we kind of go from the one-ish year mark in from the very pi first pilot episode uh to about the uh year and a quarter mark and that kind of marks a timeline at you know let's say the 15 month mark we know that at the approximate two year mark on walt's 52nd birthday if we can trust his uh creation of the number 52 and bacon at a denny's at that point in the flash forward in the future we're kind of nine months out from um a walt who looks as though he's coughing uh and taking some pills which kind of leads us to believe that you know the cancer has come back to some degree um, and all the craziness that ha is happening at that point in the future. He is under a pseudonym. He's He's been out hiding out in New Hampshire, or, or at least w that's alluded to strongly. He's got a, uh, a uh, driver's license uh, from New Hampshire under a false name. And he is looking to get himself a ver very, very big-ass gun to, to take care of some business going on at that point. But anyway, back to the present of this episode, we see him getting that cancer treatment, um, the, the cancer testing. And so Alan Seppenwall's theory is that perhaps he found out in this episode that the cancer has come back. He's got X amount of time to live, you know, definitively this time, or at least according to the doctors. And that is what is causing him to say, hey, let me cut bait here on my, you know, Scarface ambitions and you know, kick back a little bit with my family, um, and, uh, you know, try, try to enjoy a couple of good months before, before the end comes. But of course, um, whatever the reason for that decision was, everything is going to hit the fan in the, uh, remaining, you know, time period and, and the remaining journey that we have on, with Breaking Bad. And in that time period between, you know, Hank's visit to the bathroom and the point we see, find him again in the future at the Denny's. And, uh, you know, again, just just a really amazing and perfect connection of the dots and, and story strands there. Um, and, and so let me take that point and circle back to a story that I wrote on TV Geek Army uh, prior to this eight episode run um, this, you know, this year on Breaking Bad, where I look to break down. Um, the different possibilities that where Walter White would, you know, uh, meet his maker or get sent to jail or, you know, kind of have some kind of um, conclusion to his arc, which, you know, everything that we've seen on this show leads us to believe that Walter White will not come to a good end. I mean, of course, it's possible that he will, but everything leads us to believe that Walter White will, what I like to say, get got, you know, from uh, any fan of the, the Wire will, will, will be with me on that one. 
So, so something bad's going to happen to Walter. So I looked at a number of different permutations and possibilities, and I, I threw some really, you know, somewhat off the cuff, but kind of fun odds against uh, different possibilities happening. And one that I kind of termed as the quote-unquote cops, uh, and by cops, you know, we're talking Hank, we're talking Gomi, we're talking the guys at the DEA. I put it at five to one odds, which were the sort of highest odds. So at least right now we're, we're looking at, um, you know, the, the best possibility here is that, you know, obviously the, the feds are on Hank's, uh, or, or the feds are, are uh, knowing uh, what, what, Walt is up to, or at least in the mind of, of Hank. We'll see what happens. And it, look, there's so many open questions here now. You know, what is Hank going to do with this information? He He's so wrapped up in this case in so many ways, up to the level of he and his wife, Marie, have been caring for Walt and Skyler's children in their own home. And you can see how they really think of those kids as their own kids, particularly uh, little Holly. And, and I'll get back to Walt Jr. in a minute because I have to. But uh, so, you know, so much to look forward to in the final eight episodes of Breaking Bad. So uh, I'll, I'll stop there, but just leave on this note that I, I just mentioned, which is what I like to think of as the Walt Jr. card. Um, the, you know, so, so amongst the many gems uh, and the many things that are being set up throughout the series, and one amazing payoff, of course, was Hank's visit to the bathroom in this episode. Um is Walt Jr. through, you know, people like to make fun of the fact and make light of the fact that we often see Walt Jr. having breakfast in, in the white home and we don't see a lot of him otherwise, but we've seen him get extremely upset about what's going on in his family. And of course he has every right to do so. All this weird stuff is going on with his parents. Um, he's getting sent off to his uncle and aunt's house. He has very little insight into what is really going on. He's getting fed, you know, essentially a pile of uh, bullshit between his mom and his dad, probably, you know, different versions from each. And then, you know, a filtered layer thereof from his aunt and uncle who, you know, have some uh, <laughs> convoluted version of what's going on and uh, from from the uh, the horse's mouth, so to speak, from Hank and uh and skylar so you know and so that's to say we've seen him over, over this last number of episodes sulking kind of in the background really being ignored by uh you know everyone around him and his family and it's been a really subtle beautiful way that i've i've observed that walt jr is being ignored he's going off on his car he's going off to hang out with his friend lewis uh, but he's really in the background so i think there's major payoff to come with walt jr in the final eight episodes uh one theory i have is that he's gonna get hooked on the the crystal uh himself and that'll be some kind of poetic justice I, I doubt it'll, it'll be that uh, straightforward and simple. Vince Gilligan and crew on Breaking Bad uh, surely have some amazing surprises for us. But th but that is the Walt Jr. card is something that I really sense is going to get played out in some uh, form. He's got to find out what's going on with his dad, what's going on with his family. It's going to freak him out. It's going to blow his mind, and you know it, it's going to be horrific and absolutely entertaining as hell to watch. So let's leave it there. Uh, thank you for listening. If you've made it this far in this second episode of Alert Me Podcast, um, you know, experiment and process. Things will be improving and getting more interesting, uh, no doubt, over time. Looks like we're getting up on the 20-minute mark now. So a nice little healthy uh, dive, a deep dive into uh, Breaking Bad. And so we'll be back soon, and uh, see you then. Bye.